You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. again season seven fully booked mace french pox we're joined by some special by a special guest today as well and if you listen to this on audio you're in for a treat because we've actually got visuals coming too <laughs> that being said i'm gonna let everyone else do their own little introduction including our special guest so who wants to go and take take the lead yes hey french um yeah i'm here <laughs> <laughs> it's me p andrew and i'm the guest alfie valentine um, yeah, thanks for coming in, Alfie. Thank you. Appreciate man. it, appreciate it. Definitely, as I said, um, we heard you on another podcast and we thought we had to get you on you, get you on, on here, especially with the book that we're going to be doing and the subject matter that we're covering. You're definitely the ideal guest for it. Thank so, you very much. Thanks man. for coming. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. To give everyone a little idea, um, I know a bit about you. I've done a bit of research, but if you want to give some of the listeners just a quick rundown of what you, what you do and um, some of the journey that you've been on so far. Okay, so... I guess if we take it right back, I'm originally from Hackney. Cool. Moved out of Hackney when I was eight. Um, moved to a heavily white area yeah. called in Surrey called Causden, Um and just got into a whole heap of madness from when I was young. As you do. Yeah, exactly. Rolling with the wrong guys. Mm-hmm. Um, then got kicked out of school. From that, even further, moving in gangs and just, just, just petty nonsense. Mm-hmm. Then I had a, a bit of a, a defining moment whereby I was using a flasher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was using the flasher scratchy back in the day yeah, um, got on the bus <laughs> night bus and then 68 I was with my brother the, the bus driver kicked me and my brother off well he kicked my brother off and I followed him because obviously it's family you can't yeah. leave family otherwise I would have I would have yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> literally literally imagine that get back to your yard and your mum's like where's your little yeah, brother exactly. nah, it's not happening <laughs> yeah and then from that it, my life just went into this, it kind of went into some sort of a, it was like a whirlwind long story mm-hmm. short mm-hmm. whereby because of one situation that I avoided and it was an angel I can only call it angel energy yeah. was protecting me I avoided going to prison because all my friends that the bus went prison they served between four to seven years so i'm sorry to cut you so this is the same bus journey where you got kicked off yeah okay yeah. something happened on that yeah, bus yeah 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 wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And, uh, they okay. got into an altercation and yeah. from that i started really understanding the energy and really going that in life because i know i know it sounds mad cliche but you've only got really one shot mm-hmm. so you can't be living your life through anybody else's eyes or on anybody else's terms so from then i kind of went okay i want to make money I went into some dead jobs for a little while, mm-hmm. just doing anything to stack peas and go and do stunting. Yeah, I was yeah. just at stunting, yeah. partying. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah, you know. Those jobs before I take, go any further. Hit me. He was some of those jobs. Would you say that you've learned some skills along the way? Yeah, mainly communication. Okay. Mainly communication. We're thrust out into the world, and you never really told, told, told and taught how to speak to people. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I was there, I guess, being in a corporate environment, you can't be road, innit? Yeah, <laughs> you can't get away with any of that of nonsense and just fling you out. So I learned how to speak with people, deal with people. So I've got them sort of skills from there. And then I just got cap- catapulted into a sales role. Mm-hmm. And then the money that was coming to me was just phenomenal. Yeah. It mm-hmm. completely changed my perspective, completely changed my access. You can stunt on them, you can say numbers. I heard the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to know the figures. Yeah, like at, at the heights of it, I was earning 100 bags a month. Mad. A month? Yeah, 100. How yeah. far back we going here? Uh, 2000, and I earned that 
type of dough from 2011 to like 2013 consistently. Okay. And yeah. you don't have to answer, but kind of what age range you're talking where you're at this? 27. Wow. Yeah, I was getting it in, man. I was fucking okay. next level. Yeah. 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 yeah, just really mad access. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was doing that and earning that type of money, obviously you lose your lose your way. Yeah, you really do lose your way because everybody everybody treats you like a king, man. You can yeah. do whatever you want, whenever you want. Nobody tells you no. You lose perspective. It's mad. But throughout that whole journey, I guess the reason why you invited me on is purely and simply because throughout that journey, one of the things I was is a massive avid reader. That literally, yeah. literally, literally, like I I always say, the importance of books is is next level because what you get to do is you get to buy somebody's life journey for of a course. fraction, of course. for a fraction, James. James. for an absolute fraction. Yeah, like James. for me, it goes even deeper than that because for me, like somebody might live for twenty five years working at their craft, skills, whatever, whatnot. You can read their book in twenty five hours. What a bargain. You can listen to it now. Listen, listen. Six, seven hours. What a bargain you're getting. Mm -hmm. So that's always something I maintained and that really (laughs) propelled me, like we'll talk, but that really propelled me. Some of the books literally, because it it plants a seed in your mind and that seed is just growing, growing, growing. And then when it's ready to sort of blossom and flower, what it can do for you is next level. Yeah, absolutely. So that really helped me. Um, And then I I, 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 literally, long story short, was partying, going mad for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then the business just absolutely failed yeah. un- underneath us. And because it happened all literally within a few months, I fell into bankruptcy, lost everything. Everybody fucked off. Nobody wanted to hang around with Alfie. Alfie weren't cool anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and How did that make you feel? Man, I've got to be real. I just went into mad depression. Even as I say it now, it gives me kind of goosebumps if I'm being completely honest because mm-hmm. it's a very, very dark moment in your life whereby... Whereby, because this is what, if everyone says depression and sadness, I get that. But imagine being from that type of height. Yeah. That type of height to that type of low. And the madness is I had to mask it from everybody. Yeah. I couldn't show anybody because I still have mad outgoings. Of course. So yeah. when you're doing that madness, what you're doing, you're shotting everything. Mm-hmm. I've shot in all my watches, everything. I've shot in clothes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everything. Just to, just to make sure that the maintain. people around me, yeah, yeah we're, 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 still, we're still cool. Mm. And every time you're doing them things, you're just really losing mad confidence. The circle's getting smaller. And mate, just, yeah, fell into mad depression. And <laughs> what can I say, man? I yeah. was there for a little minute. Um, Did you still have your faith in books at this at this point? Nah, at that time, it weren't, no, I weren't reading as much at all, at all. It was just about surviving, man, mm-hmm. really. That was it, just about surviving. Yeah. And, and, and just doing whatever it takes to be able to, to, to pay the bills and make sure that the people who you loved around you, my mum, my family, my kids and that, didn't feel the same sort of pinch that of I course. did. Um, and then throughout that, what did actually help me, which I did get from a book before, well, I kind of amalgamated it before, was like a, a system for writing goals. Okay. And this, goals, this goal writing system got me every watch I wanted, every yeah. car I wanted, like literally everything yeah. that I wanted positive. Yeah. So I just went, you know what? I'm in the same sort of situation where I want to... I want something. It's just on the reverse. It's yeah. not something materialistic or flashy. I want to get out of this, this mental yeah. prison that I was mm-hmm. in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I literally used that and it, it literally catapulted me out because instead of having it, I call it like inside out when you've got all these voices. One person's yeah. going, yeah, you're a star. One person's going, you're a waste man. You've got all these voices <laughs> just, yeah. just playing off in your mind. I was able to just take it out to what I want and just focus on it. And that realignment with what I actually want instead of what I don't want which yeah. is so subtle, but the results are so different when yeah. you can focus on what you want instead of what you don't want to happen. That just flinged me out and I started again, man. And now I'm building and just sharing the, yeah, sharing the journey. And how, 
I mean, how, what was that turnaround like in terms of the actual time frame? Because, I mean, I listened to your story on the Halfcast podcast mm. and I was glued because, I mean, I was discussing it with friends very briefly on the phone and then, bam, I just listened to the whole podcast you, all the way through. And as I said, obviously, I was glued to it. So you're talking about writing down goals and stuff like that. I remember you saying, obviously, that was really, really important that people don't do that often enough. And obviously, I know you were talking, I think it was either yesterday or the day before in your story in regards to your... Um, let's say your journal. Oh yeah, I don't know if we can get into that, so, but I know your journal. Yeah. Um, but I mean, how... You hit but, me there, man. Sorry. <laughs> was, I mean, that turnaround in terms of from writing down your goals to obviously where you are today, I mean... To when I was in, when I was in depression and yeah. got myself out of it. I reckon it probably took... Of actually focused energy, probably about three months. Six, six weeks to about three months. Somewhere around there. It's a bit of a blur. It was a bit of a blur because... because uh, let me like uh, something that I didn't reveal to people. What the catalyst was is I was out partying in the box mm-hmm. in London doing a madness. And uh, do you know the club? <laughs> doing an does. absolute madness. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 one, that one night I dropped 10 bags in that club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the next day I was going to the airport to go to New York. I pa- planned this super holiday, mm-hmm. flying 23. I flew my chef out. Okay, we like had a, we had a ridiculous yard. I got to the airport. That's lifestyle, bro. Man, like, this next level madness. Yeah. Got to the airport and they just went, your your visa's been cancelled. So I, I couldn't even enjoy a 165 grand holiday that I paid for everybody. Mm-hmm. And at that time, my brother was suffering massively with mental health. Mm-hmm. So it was just, everything just went on top and my head just went bang. Shit. That's literally how it went. It went bang. And that's what forced me to really sort of double down and write the goals. And as you asked, it took probably about, somewhere about six to... Yeah, about six to maybe about six to eight weeks of concentrated effort. Concent, and what I mean by that is thinking about what I actually want. That's People don't understand that, man. Yeah. We're so into protecting the downside mm-hmm. that you don't understand. Every day you're walking around, you're going, ah, oh, you're not powering at life. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to get through. And we're all men, we've all got ego. But when you really look at it and just look at people's language, you can tell they're not, they're not, a lot of people aren't going for the upside, they're protecting the downside. 100%. And it produces different results. And that's why people said to me, wow, that quick, like, you sure it was depression? You sure you weren't just pissed off? Man, listen, when you, you go know, from being an alpha yeah, male, course, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. go from being an alpha male to being sleeping on a mattress on the floor and your kids seeing you that way, mm-hmm. you tell me what it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You tell me what it is. So, yeah. And then now I'm building again and just sharing it with people. I just really, as we were speaking before, I think yeah. mindset's a massive thing. Yeah, it's the only muscle that's really worth working. Do you know what I mean? For Definitely. me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, so yeah, I'm just, just rebuilding that and sharing and no, we appreciate going that. through it, man. It's good, it's good to hear your... Thank you, man. Well, it's good to hear your story. I think it was amazing. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Cool. Um, we're doing this season. We're doing "Crushing It" by Gary V. I think it, most of people in the mindset realm or uh, I guess genre would have heard of him. Or if you're on social media, you would have heard of him. So we thought it'd be a good book. But I will say, is "Crushing It" is actually his second book <laughs> to crush it. Yeah. And when we was choosing the book. We didn't realise it. What's all these reference to crush it? What's this crush it about? I like the honesty. I'm messing with the honesty, man. Most people wouldn't say that. They'd say, I want to hear the stories. I want to hear of people crushing it. I come with the realness. I love that. I'm just going with working backwards. Love that. Yeah, so we're going to get into the book. As we do, we've noted down what we thought was appropriate to, not appropriate, but we thought was worth talking about. I'll ask the questions, we can all answer it and mm-hmm. crack on. Okay, that's good. So, yeah, the first part is on, on page eight that I'm going to just allude to. 
where Gary says, even the few who smile uncom- uncomprehendingly and offer a mild, great hu- and offer a mild, great honey, go for it, will likely secretly shake their heads at the sweet mm. naivete of youth. Now, um, I think as I'm not a parent myself, but as a parent, wouldn't you naturally want the best and want to have realistic goals for your children? Like from, I guess, doing your sports and your music and nowadays it's all about vlogging. Like, would you say parents are to blame for stifling children's potentials? Yeah, but my answer to that is it's a very, very difficult time. And I'll tell you for why, because as I've mentioned in earlier on, through all the experiences you have in life, you get what's known as a world view, how you see the world. Mm-hmm. So that's how you're always going to operate. So they're not even wrong. That's just how, that's just what they know. Yeah. So for them, they've grown up on this 40, 40, 40 plan, you know, yeah. work for 40 years, 40 hours, retire on 40%. Of course. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. that's, they can only really advise from that. They're not of the new world. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I firmly feel that a lot of the, like you said, stifling is purely and simply because of, it's protection, protecting yeah, the downside. Yeah, yeah. It's like if they still get a job, they'll be able to live all right. Yeah. And they forget about the upside. That's my that's my two pence with that. What about you, boys? Um, I mean, yeah, again, I think it's down to experiences, really. So, I mean, obviously, in, on the way up here, we we're talking about my dad in regards to obviously him trying to convince me. Sorry, because I live a weird lifestyle. So, like, <laughs> I, I tell <laughs> you, boy, P. <laughs> no, so this is true, but I just, well, yeah. right, I live in Barcelona, all right? So, but I've been back in London for, I'm back in London quite often, but this year I've been in London more often than not. Okay. Um, but I'm kind of on the mindset where I've never really, I've never really kind of conformed to, I don't work in nine to five, so on and so forth. I've got my own goals, my own visions, things that I see very, very clearly and things I've seen very clearly for good 16, well, I'm 34 now. So yeah, good 16 years as such. So I find it very, very difficult to conform and work in nine to five because I don't believe you ever find the time to do what you want. But like in having a discussion with my dad yesterday, when I went to see him for Father's Day, that's another story. But when I went to see him for Father's Day and um, he was like trying to convince me to do otherwise. So like he's always been a black cabbie and he's forever and a day always tried to convince me to become a black cabbie. And in recent time, um, I've become an Uber driver. So literally just Ubering a little bit, Ubering and then using that money to either go back to Barcelona, do what I'm doing or do what I'm doing here as such. So he's like, come on, Andrew, like, just be a black cabbie, you know? Why are you going to Barcelona? New language, new this, new that, so on and so forth. And he was like trying to explain his story and that when he went to Germany before he came here, he said, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) He's going 1980s, yeah, I know. He said like he had to learn a new language. Um, He ended up doing like odd jobs here and there. He said, I've I've gone from banking to doing odd jobs. You don't want to go through that process where to the point where it takes you 10, 15 years to acclimatise to a country and then bang. And I sat there and I thought to myself, I said like, he's talking like, God bless him, but he's talking to me and projecting his fears onto me. And it's the same conversation I actually had with my uncle and my mum probably three, four weeks previously, where I was trying to explain to them, for all their skill sets and so on and so forth, why are we scurrying around doing this and the third? And then what my uncle said to me, he goes, because you're you're, you're so fortunate, you probably don't understand. He goes, the opportunities available to you now weren't available to us. So mm. we don't have the knowledge mm. and skill set that you have or the vision you have. Mm. I sat down and I thought about it and I thought to myself, actually he's right. So mm. cause I'm always barking at them as to what we should or shouldn't be doing. Mm. Mm. For me, it's it's a weird one because 
When my when my grandparents came over, so my grandparents from my mother's my my maternal side, they're from Jamaica, mm. and my grandparents from my father's side, they were from Barbados. But when they came over, so my granddad is my granddad and grandma from from Jamaica. They had ten children, <laughs> and my granddad. So my mum's one of one of ten. She got six sisters and three brothers. And my granddad, he um he was like when I was growing up, he was almost like the definition of definition of a proper man. Ten children to look after. He still bought a townhouse, like a, a um three story house. Acton, prime location. Sick. When he when he like when he when when he passed, like he house got sold, left all his children some money, had a house in Jamaica, which one of my uncles lives in. And I always looked at that like he he came but it's, it was a different generation. So I always looked at it like he worked hard, he provided for his family, like mm. old school. Do you know that mm. old school? But what like I've come to realise, it's taken me some time, is we're meant to every generation is meant to do better than the next. So that whole like that whole in the 60s and 70s work hard, work hard, provide for your family. We can now be better than that, but it's hard because when when I was being raised as a child, all I saw was like my parents go to work, maybe my dad do something dodgy to bring in a little bit extra cash here and there. But it was it was hard, and that's all I saw. And it was like you didn't really get to experience. Or me personally, anyway, it was more about just like kind of get on with life, try and kind of live a bit comfortably, and then kind of see where it takes you rather than kind of reach for the stars, encouragement. And it's not no one's fault. It's just that when my parents grew up, it was a different generation where it was just about, if you've got a roof over your head, you can feed your child, you're okay. You're and good, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was more about kind of that family commitment and, and enjoying those times with family and close friends. And, and it was all about that. Whereas we can, as a, as a generation now, we can really, we really have the opportunity to elevate. Do you know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. really have the opportunity to elevate. And I think with me, it's taken some time because contrary to these two, I'm actually in employment and kind of, I am that nine to five guy, if you know mm. what I mean. And I'm kind of, career-wise, I'm not doing too bad. But these two both both know kind of, I love to travel. Like me and French having a conversation about 10 minutes before you arrived. These two know, I love to travel. I won't go out for two months at my house and then I'll book holiday three weeks and I'll go traveling around Colombia or something like that. Wow. That's my thing, innit? And I've always said like, I need to be doing something where either I move abroad or I'm traveling a lot or for work or whatever. And I've got like one or two things that I really should have cracked on with myself. And it's just kind of, it's just, you just put it on the back burner. Like I remember, and one of the things that you two both know, French and Pops were talking about, that I should have done a long, long time ago. I remember once I ran the idea past my mother, the worst thing I could have done, I ran the idea past my mother and she turned around and said to me, no one's gonna be interested in that. Bam. And I've yeah. parked it off yeah. for ages. And that, that one little, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. I do not blame her. She's done very well to like raise me and do well and keep a roof over the head and all that kind of stuff. But she just, it's not, she was of that mindset that who's going to be interested in that? Or you just kind of get on with life. You try and get your next job and, you know, try and do a little bit better and that's good enough. Yeah, 100%. Do you get what I'm saying? 100%. So it's weird. It's, I think it's important. I'm not a father yet myself, but I think it's important. And I know when I do have kids, I'm going to try and get them into Spanish classes from young. Spanish classes, I'm going to try and get them to play the cello, the violin, various different lessons. Whatever they take to, I will push and encourage them. That's, that's what I'm going to try to do. Get them to every single thing I can. Give them experiences or options and then whatever they want to take to, go for that. Do you know what I mean? Because I never had that kind of... With me, my dad, football, you football. Do you know what I'm saying? I did a lot of football, but I was never the most gifted. I wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's probably other stuff that I never ever got introduced to that I might have been fantastic at. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That's just yeah. how it goes. Yeah. But I think that, that us having this conversation now, like the generation we're at now, we, we, we're pushing past, we're trying to push boundaries, push and, and, and elevate, do you know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at. 
Yeah, man. I mean, with the subject matter, we could we could literally talk around this for ages. I know. We could literally talk around it for ages, but I will push on and, and go to the next part. Um, on page 13, this is, I'm reading from the, the iPad. So on page 13, it says, so I took your advice of marketing through social and through social and held a free wine and paint class from my alma, alma mater, Monte Clair State. Now, for that, um, I just want to know from everyone, mm-hmm. do you see free becoming an overlooked gimmick? Ooh, that's a brilliant question, man. Right now or previously? Now, yeah. After reading the book, no. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with you. Like, it's, it's mad. I've put out something and I've given it... I don't use that word. Mm-hmm. See, because I think as soon as you use that word, it cheapens it. Yeah. So I say gift. Yeah. I'm giving you a gift. Yeah, you're gifting someone. I'm gifting yeah, you something. It, yeah. It's a present. You open that present, you're going to enjoy it if you really are able to grasp it. But I think if you don't, if you don't give people things to begin with, a bit of a taster of you, <coughs> what can they judge? They buy it and get they, they're pissed. Mm. For me, it's too, it's too, it's too, the odds are too 50-50. I'd rather just go, here's a gift. Give me the feedback. Yeah. But I think if you use that word, like you said, free, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Because nobody wants free. Everyone wants to have the. Yeah, everyone. The, everyone, wants, the, everyone, everyone, everyone wants a lux. Yeah. Everyone wants a drip. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, Do you know? It's funny you say that. I bumped into someone on Sunday who's just. They've just. They've just actually got into. Or they're trying to get into the tea industry. Okay. And okay. I was surprised because, um, it's a guy that's kind of from West London, and and I'm sure these two know him as well. Um, French and Pox. Yeah. And like you would never have thought it because he told me about. Six to eight weeks ago, I'm having meetings, I'm doing this. And I was thinking, okay, typical, maybe fitted hats, a little design, or something, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like clothing, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he told me, and then he actually, he said to me, right, I've got some samples for you. And like, I'm not giving that to everyone, but I'm just going to give you, give me some feedback. And he didn't, do you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, he didn't use, he purposely didn't use the word, it's free. It was more like, yes, yeah, samples for you, take my number, you know, I'm not, I'm not giving that to everyone. Almost yeah. like, you, like, you should be, you, you should feel blessed to, <laughs> to get this, you know what I'm saying? So, I see the same. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I feel, I guess the sentiments are the same. I think, um, I, do you know what? There's another question I was going to go into a bit later in regards to freeness and everything like that. So we can cover that. But um, yeah, I definitely agree with the sentiments. When you set up your business, French, for instance, yeah. what was your, did you kind of... Initially, it, I yeah. think we done we done friends and family free, more or less. But that was more or less... To, to home in on your skills. Learn the job. Yeah. Because we just done it off the back. It's like, this is the business you want to do. We don't, we have never done it before. Face just go mess up our end. friends and family's yeah. windows. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? We're going to charge them. So, yeah, that's how we kind of, I guess, nurtured our talent or skill, shall I say, and, and got it from there. But what would have happened with that is people would have seen the van park outside. Yeah. And they would have said, oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I know that's what happened to one of my neighbours as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, moving on slightly, I'm going to read from another excerpt on um, page 23. It also means that most entrepreneurs still have lots of room to ratchet up their game to come to become influencers. I'm watching you out here. It's shocking to me how many entrepreneurs trap themselves into boxes of their own making, even though they have so much more power than they did before. Um, so that resonated with me, definitely. And I think we may have discussed it earlier, but it's easy to find yourself in a rut or a, say, a cycle of deja vu. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you suggest to step out of that? And that goes to, again, any one of you guys. A rut. Yeah. So say you're in a, a constant, oh, this isn't working for me, and it's, it becomes a cycle. Like, how would you get yourself out of that cycle? 
bloody answered that question earlier today, you know. <laughs> I thought you No, I really did. Um, n- nah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's different for everybody, but I mean, personally, I've always had like a very clear vision as to what I want. And I kind of question things every now and again as to, am I sure I'm doing the right thing, so on and so forth. And I make sure I answer those questions. And if I answer them clearly and concisely, then I just plow through. I mean, like, as I said, obviously, by Uber in in between, but I'm here, for, I'm leaving, going back to Barcelona Wednesday. Mm. I got to ham out these shifts before I go to Barcelona. And then I go to Barcelona for a period of time, stay there and then come back. You think I enjoy doing 10, 12 hour shifts? Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, there's a bit of banner in between and a, a few laughs and jokes and a couple stories, but I don't by and large enjoy doing back to back, back shifts. Really, really difficult. And particularly the past couple of days kind of thing. So can I stop and ask you, why is that? Why do you not take enjoyment from it? No, no, I, like, I'm glad. So you spoke about, uh, you and um, Chucky spoke about the process, enjoying the process. Now, I've learned in, in the past couple of weeks, I've been telling French that I'm actually loving life, all right, mm-hmm. because I'm beginning, to, I'm beginning to see things take place. Following actually reading this, like small little bits and pieces, and I was like, mm-hmm. I know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't usually swear, swear, all right? So like, I know what I'm doing, <laughs> all right? Things are very, very clear to me. Like, so we're talking about free and stuff like that. Like, I was sitting there thinking to myself, a lot of the stuff I'm doing, whether it's wanting to record content, this and that and the third, it's all free. But where's it all going? And then when I married a lot of the things up that I was doing anyway, I thought, I see where the value's coming. It's mad that you say that because for me, when people say to me they're stuck in a rut, I just feel like they've lost a bit of touch with gratitude. That's it. As soon as, 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 soon yeah. as they get entwined with it, I'm grateful for absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Even what you mentioned earlier on about my diary, what you saw. Yeah. Grateful for it all. It's, it's, it, it's all part of my journey. So when I'm stuck, if, if anyone's saying I'm stuck in a rut, it's because purely and simply, you, for a moment, you're out, you're, you're, you're in your thoughts and you're not actually taking time to just appreciate what you are here. Yeah. I always say when you are in a rut, the best thing to do is level up. Like if you were to be, a, say you're an Uber driver, you're not enjoying it, make sure you talk to everybody. Go at it with energy for everybody. You see what it does. It's mad. I always say be seen in whatever you're mm. doing. Then become indispensable. That's how you have to do it. And that's that's the that for me that's the way you get out of a rut. Yeah. Like if you go, oh my job, nine to five, I'm pissed about this, that, 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 that. Look at me, my physiology's changing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, isn't it? But if it's like, like, I'm like but, do you know what I mean? But if you if you're like, yeah, Uber, what's going on? How are you? What's going on? Like think about what you get out of life, acting mm. like that. But the worst thing is, Pete, you come back and tell us some stories. He's, I can yeah. tell. Wow. <laughs> he's, wow. he's got some stories. And he's, don't listen to him because he, he does enjoy it. You know? No, no, no. no. Let me does say enjoy it. I love it, all right? But obviously when you're doing... Oh, so like... Do you know what it is? I think with you, sorry to butt in, but I know this is just... This is, this is not something lifelong goal, nothing Temporary. like that. It's just like, whilst you're in London, it's something you can you know you can just do quickly. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to work towards other plans. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is. No, I love it. And that's the reason why my dad was saying, become a taxi driver, blah, blah, blah. But I can't be distracted by that, by the way. So mm. become that's another thing. I don't want to do that. But yeah, I love, I actually really do enjoy like an Uber driving and stuff like that. Great conversation, laughing a joke. All types of madness, you know. Um, that's, <laughs> that's another day, another time. Uh, I was telling friends only the other day, that's something that I got into. Um, but that's again that's I know what story. you're going to say man I uh, know what you're going to say man I know you drive drivers I know what you're going to say man I don't know what you are man I know you can't drive I've seen it man I've seen it <laughs> moving on quickly <laughs> yeah um, do you know what I want to go back into the whole free list and everything like that I think that's a good topic mm. but um, to, just to jump off from it 
She does say, he does say, she got her first client, a local sustainable food magazine, by sending an email explaining that although she didn't have any formal social media experience, she was sure she could help them develop their brand. Oh, and she was willing to do it for free. It didn't take a lot of convincing for them to take on take her on as a social media manager. Um, mm. I, f- I guess I was going to... The second part of the first question was, will it decrease the quality? Will being given out free content or free advice, do you think it will decrease the quality that's being given? I, I think that's down to the person. Mm-hmm. You're either somebody who wants to share and you really want to share, mm-hmm. or you don't, and you're just looking to make a buck. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the quickest way you're looking to make a buck, you, 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 you're, almost, you're, almost, you're almost trying to have, have one over people. Do you know what I mean? I think if it, if it's in your heart to put out good, you're gonna put out good. Do you know? What? I think quality always shines through. And yeah, the reason does, I say yeah. that is because I remember going to see. I went and saw. There's an artist called Jacob Banks. I don't know if any of yeah, you heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. called Jacob. I actually saw him at some talent competition in East London years ago. And what I would say is, um, he's now he's now become like relatively big, and he's he's, he's gonna be well. I think he's gonna be huge. But what I would say is, if you look at it from an artist, for instance, they do the small venues, maybe it's a fiver to get in, but the quality, and then the quality shines through and it's like, okay, we could do a bigger venue and now charge a tenner because word of mouth, um, people have seen some of the footage. So I think the quality always shines through. So if you're going and giving free advice, you're going to go, if you say you want to work as a, as, a, as, a, as a school cook or a chef or whatever, and you say, do you know what, let me come and cook one meal for free or whatever, just to showcase your talents, people start talking and all of a sudden, there's more demand now for you. And because there's more demand, Guess what? You can now you can now raise the stakes or raise the price, raise the levels. There's only so much there's only so much amount of time. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. If there's more demand than time, stakes get raised. Mm. Do you know it's funny? I was just gonna ask another question that followed on to what you just said. You've kind of answered the question. Because I was gonna ask, when do you when do you ask for that big pay after you've started doing the free a free service or whatever? When do you say, Okay, now it's time to start charging for my services? But I guess when um, you've got an audience and they're willing to put money into your pocket that will happen with the quality. It's not even that. I don't think it's that. It's more they're paying for that nugget of that that nugget of information or, or that knowledge or what that wisdom yeah. or whether you're a comedian, you're giving them that laugh that has cheered them up for that week. Whatever it is, I think they're willing to pay that. They're not thinking of I'm putting money. You're thinking as I'm okay, paying so for this experience. experience yeah. And yeah. guess what? It's it's enlightening me or it's enhancing my knowledge or whatever it is. Do you get what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. think that's more. That's 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 kind of that's kind of the way to look at it. Yeah. Or that's that's the way to look at it. If you're trying to sell something, even rather than look at trying to line your pockets, it's like actually, am I selling a gem here? Am I selling gems of information, nuggets of information that is going to benefit people? And and when they come away from that, they don't even think about the money. I done so. I was in Dubai last year. Yeah, I got a good friend that we we got a good friend that lives in Dubai out there, and I've been out there two or three times, and I've always wanted to do a skydive. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to do a skydive, not a bungee jump, a skydive, and I always looked at the cost of it and thought. Mm, especially in Dubai, everything's more expensive there, yeah? Yeah, of course. Let me tell you something. When I'd done the skydive, when I landed, I can't even remember how much I paid for it. It didn't matter. Yeah. Oh, no, you're not. It yeah. didn't matter. Yeah. It yeah. didn't matter. Yeah. I was like, wow. I'll never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't matter. You can't pay for something like that. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think yeah. it's the same with other services that, that you provide. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's funny because like the theme through, throughout the whole book, not through, yeah, kind of throughout the whole book, is about authenticity and respecting your audience and stuff like that. And there's a thing that in the book called I want to say thermal dynamics, I think it was, or yeah. something along those lines. I think it flipping hell, mate. And then there's also another thing called I think altruism, where mm-hmm. it speaks about everybody's selfish in some way, shape, or form. But it depends, obviously, where your balance is. So if you're like a fifty-one forty-nine, and then you'll be okay. Then it's talking about people who are seventy-five, twenty-five, yeah. and ninety-ten. And if you're in those type of realms, then I think naturally, you get found out, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you always get seen. Particularly if you're not, I mean, if you're obviously on the, of your balances in terms of you giving out and wanting to share with other people in terms of 75 and 90 and stuff like that, at some point, I mean, your energy will, I mean, your intent, he speaks about intent quite a lot yeah. in there. I mean, that type of energy will come back to you. I think as well, if you look at like Zig Ziglar, what's his number one saying? I can get everything I want if I just help enough people get what they want. But you have to fall in love with that. Yeah. Like, and that process means you're always moving forward. And I think you cross over where people, you, you don't even have to give anymore. People start requesting. And then that's when they want to pay you. Mm-hmm. When you're giving, you can give. But then when people start requesting, yeah. the bargain, the chips are on the other yeah, side now. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's when it, you can monetize everything. Yeah. And I think that's. What, I think at that time you know your value. And I think that's a satisfaction about yeah. it as well. Like, come on, <laughs> 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 yeah, hey, the, the price, the performance went up. <laughs> He's like, you're gonna pay me. He's like, you're paying me. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. I think. I think that at that at that point it's no longer I'm giving free people are requesting people want to take you places do this do this and then quite naturally they know that they have to they have to pay you for it. Of course. I think the hard thing though is knowing how to price. Yeah. Which he talks about. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. jump ahead, but yeah, 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 knowing yeah, how yeah, to no, price is a tricky mark. one because yeah. I remember when I first started on. Ah. <laughs> 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 when I first started on the gram, there was somebody who's like come to my sales floor, and I thought I'm gonna go mad audacious. I'm gonna go. So how much do you want for an hour? I said five bags. Yeah. Didn't get no text back. <laughs> Did not get a text back <laughs> because I was thinking my experiences and what your floor is going to do in sales mm. warrants it. It's, it's yeah. light work. Yeah. But I, none of the content now, that same guy is now hollering at me mm-hmm. because now I'm putting out more. They're seeing me more. Like so it. it's just too early. Yeah. Big lesson. Yeah, Big yeah, slap. Of course. You know? See, yeah. where did that, where did that, um, where did things change as to that? Because I don't, giving out things wasn't a thing. Yeah. So where did that all change? Because it, for me, not for me, but I mean, I'm looking at it as it is something that's happened recently where people are like, actually, let me give out things for free or kind of give out my energy or tell my story. And not hopefully, but like that energy will be reciprocated in some way, shape or form. Sorry to, to butt in, but I think if you've got a passion for something, first and foremost, you just want, you want people to hear or, or listen or just feel what you feel. That's yeah. what I think. I think yeah. some people, not, not everyone, but some people have that where they've got a passion for something I'm putting it out there first and foremost because guess what? I know I'm good at this, or I can provide this this knowledge which which isn't out there. So I think the first first and foremost, I might come from passion. Yeah. And then after that, some some other people it might be like it might be a marketing technique. I know if I give out this much for free, I know that actually people get word of mouth gets talking, um, demand goes up, gradually gradually build up. There's it's, it's, I think there's all different kind of aspects to it personally. Yeah, and I think I think that when it comes to it, like. Like you said, authenticity is a massive thing. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. It's like, if you're going out into the world and it literally is about making money, you'll make a bit and then you'll lose it all, man. It happens, you see them stories every day. But then when you see people who are actually going out into the world sharing, because that's what they genuinely love to do, it just seems like they're floating. Yeah. Always, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely on the right track, on the right pool. I think everyone's up, like everything that you've all said, is spot on to be honest with you. I can't even actually add to that. <laughs> but yeah, now you guys are steaming ahead. There's certain questions. I was yeah, like, oh, no, I know, my bad, bad man. I haven't asked that again <laughs> still. But um, moving on to chapter two, uh, where it says what still matters. And he mentions what we've just been referring to um, on page 36. They care, but not enough about what really matters. And what really matters is a pretty short list. Intent, authenticity, passion, passion. patience, speed, work and attention. Um, 
Now these are are gems. Like how could you cultivate these variables like in each of their say for passion and impatience? Should we go, go through all of them? Yeah, let's let's just okay. So what's the first passion? I think the first one's intent. Intent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I always say it's it's actually one of my videos. Everyone talks about purpose, mm-hmm. and purpose scares the shit out of most people. Because it means it's generally got to be like earth, earth, earth changes, got to be so magnanimous, everything's got to be so like, so, 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 so spiritual. Mm-hmm. But I changed that. And my view is living life on purpose. So actually having a plan, no matter what the plan is, even if it's, for example, as small as getting up, making your bed, going to, sm- going to work with a smile on your face, that is your actual plan in your head. You watch what happens when you get up the same day and do those, and you go through that motion because you've set it out there as a plan. Mm-hmm. So for me, intent is following some sort of plan mm-hmm. however whatever it is however big or small size is something that we make up anyway in our own head so that doesn't matter but it's just literally having a plan that you stick to yeah that's no, intent that's me. something i do on a daily basis i use a, a book called a five minute journal sick and every day i have to write down what is that tim ferris yeah he tim uses ferris. it yeah but he's not he didn't create it okay but he's a big african yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah that's something i use where you write down what you're you're grateful for so three things mm. what you're grateful for three amazing things that's going to happen for the day your daily affirmation and they could be the smallest things okay so i'm going to go to the gym and get a haircut that's that's my intention to do something great today i'm going to speak to 10 new customers today that's my intent today i'm gonna whatever it may be but throughout the day when i first started using it I get back at the end of the day writing a book. I'll be like, "Oh shit, I've hit everything I wanted to do." That's a good day. It's a great day. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Definitely. Do you know what else it does as well? What what a lot of people aren't aware of. When you live life within a tent, you're within tent. Sorry, your mind is open for receiving because mm-hmm. you've made a plan to do something, of and that's course. why people go, "Oh wow, he looks like everything he touches turns to gold. Everything he's doing just seems like it's popping off." It's because he's made a plan. So your brain's like. Right, now now that I'm clear, yeah. yeah, what else can you see? It's when you're foggy you can't see that. Yeah, I've done that. I've literally trained myself to do that where certain times I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go out and give a compliment and receive a compliment. And it happens. It just happens. Exactly. And sometimes you don't think about it until the end of the day. And it's like, oh, sh- I set out to do this and I've come back and I've actually done it. And it's the happened. power of the mind, man. Yeah, yeah, it gives yeah, me absolutely. goosebumps. It's such a process that you put it out there mm-hmm. within, with, and I love that word, intent. I like it. You put it out there with intent the way it comes, man. And then we feel all, oh, it's all weird. It's this law of attraction stuff. Yeah, no, it's, working, it's yeah. just your brain, man. It's yeah. you're using your brain now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, going on to, like, passion. I know you said that it's not a, a word that you want to use, but I guess... No, 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 purpose. Purpose. Passion I do use, because okay. passion is energy mm-hmm. transcended to me. Okay. Like, if I come here and I'm like this, you don't want to be pissed off, you don't want me to go. If I come in, I actually give my energy because I'm enjoying it. We're having a good conversation. We're all using passion. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And what is that going to do? So for me, it's, it's about having that. Yeah. It's about it's using your energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah using infectious. your energy. Yeah. That's all we are. Like, if you watch The Matrix, The Matrix is my favourite film. We are all... Big film. In it. Big film. Listen, we are all batteries. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as you understand that, what are you going to use? You're going to use your, let your energy just dwindle? Or are you going to use your energy and, and literally push it, transcend it. That for me is passion. Dope, for me. Dope, dope. Um, speed. How would you cultivate speed? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think, I think for me, I'm slightly against this, Gary V. Okay. Slightly. Yeah. Slightly against this. Because I think when you get into that speed, 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 you don't appreciate too much, man. I've done it, man. You just miss yeah, out yeah, sometimes. Yeah. 
don't get me wrong, like, do I want to get to London quickly? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather do that than sit in... Sit in Pocos Uber. If I could get on a tube through London, I'd rather yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I value it that time. But going through life so fast, the years are going fast anyway. We're all like 34. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was 15. Uh, yeah? Seven. Like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like... Like, maybe because I'm getting older, I want time to slow yeah, yeah, I want yeah. to just slow down a bit. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? But that whole, like, speed thing, I'm, I don't know, man. I, I'm disagreeing, Gary. So. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, Before you got... Are you still up to that? Yeah, no, no I was going to gonna interrupt. And sorry, my mind's been ticking over. I, I, I often go back to what's been said earlier. When you, when you were back in the day, 26, 27, you was part, you was making that money. <clears throat> did you have anyone giving you guidance or advice in terms of investments and stuff like that? Uh, yeah. I did. Did you I, follow that? No. No, 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 no. Badly. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Do you know why? Because two reasons. One, I was just mad, flamboyant and arrogant. Mm. Mad. I was like Prince Hakeem stuff. <laughs> okay. Proper. Jumping Proper. Furs galore. Bust yeah. down like you never seen. Bust down. Like you never seen. <laughs> man. Like, mad, mad, flamboyant. So I gassed my own head up. Mm. Like, and that made people afraid to tell me things. Okay. So that's the big, that's the big, big mistake that I wish I could, because you have some real people around you and then yeah. they think, you know what? He's so, he's going to, he's going to mug me. So I'm just going to not say anything. Shame, 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 shame. So that's the, that's the first, first thing that I'd say. And then secondly, anybody that did try to give me advice, genuinely, if they didn't have peas, I'm like, who are you, you to tell me? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Like, I'm like, who are you to tell me? Bad too, too. But you know, in life, you have to learn. You have to, you have to feel some of them, man. Yeah. You have to, you have to actually. You got to take the licks, man. Mm. I mean, my uncle used to say, you have to take the licks. (laughs) You can't just get them cussing. You got to take the licks. (laughs) 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 You must feel. You must feel. You must feel. 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 Yeah. Did you want to jump in again, Mason? Nah, nah. I'm sure something will tick back over. What about you, P? I mean, regards to speed, I mean. Again, I think you want things quite quite quickly. I mean, you've got your aims, your objectives, all that type of stuff, and you want to achieve them, again, quite quickly. But, I mean, I've learned to understand... I mean, I know Gary Vee, I mean... He sounds like an individual who doesn't have fun. I mean, like... I mean, no, honestly. I mean, no, he sounds like, Gary, you need to live a little, you know? You need to live a little. Right? And, I, I mean, I've had this conversation with you, French, and yeah. as to, like, working all those hours and, and, and not really... really enjoy it, getting to enjoy all that type of stuff. And I've learned to, like... My goals now, um, I look at them and I think to myself, hopefully I live to what, 75, a little bit later than that, all that type of stuff. Eat, live and eat well. My goals are way like there. That's where I'm going to judge myself at that, that 60, 70, dare I say 80 kind of age as to um, how I've lived my life and all that type of stuff. But in between then, of course, yeah, I'm monitoring my um, how well I do and that type of stuff. But I actually want to live, yeah. you know? So yeah. take my time, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, that's why I go back to speed. I think... If you're if you're if you're moving so quickly, you don't you don't get to appreciate stuff. Of course, you don't, man. But this again, when you have kids, you really notice it. Really? Because yeah, when 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 you're like my little boy Phoenix, when 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 he was like five and he was all cute, and then now he's like eleven with his side bag <laughs> telling me about he's gonna go and get a girl. It's like wow. I remember when you're I used so to say that things. You're not cute anymore. Do you know what I mean? So. That's when you really want things to slow down because ultimately, what, what, why do we want things to slow down? Because we know death's around the corner. Mm-hmm. We know death's around the corner, whatever age it is. It's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. And when you're young, you don't really know it's coming or you don't care that it's coming. When you get to our ages, 
He started to put we 50. We was that. literally we just bringing up the discussion. <laughs> literally. In, in hair. When really? we got hair, we were talking really? about it. Yeah. Really? Crazy. Madness. <laughs>